to the Saniac Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things MTV The Challenge. You can check us out at saniacpodcast.com, like us on our Facebook page, our Instagram, and our Twitter if you want to hear Zach's uh, inner ramblings. I'm Shawnee Suisa, a podcast producer from LA, longtime Challenge fan. This is Zach Calhoun, my co-host. I was on fire on Twitter today. I had takes. They were good. good were you ones. on fi- I actually, I wasn't on Twitter uh, I was not on Twitter all day, so I did not see the mess yet. I usually go on late at night, and then I then I see the mess. You catch up on all my doings. I had so yeah, much yeah. to say today. I was on my personal Twitter. I was on Saniac Twitter. I was just fired up, really. Zach was all over. Uh, all right, guys. So tonight we will be recapping War of the Worlds reunion. This is, you know, we're finally wrapping up this season. They did both parts of the reunion in one night, which was great. So it was a longer episode and they recapped it all and we're going to be discussing all of that. And then we're also going to talk about our final thoughts for the season and what's to come in the future of Saniac Podcast because as you guys know, I have recently just discovered, I don't know if discovered, I think plunged into mm. like the deep depths of Survivor. Like that's that's the level yeah. at which I'm now watching Survivor. It's pretty insane. I'm watching the current season, by the way, because I, I have to know what's going on. This controversy yeah. is too much for me to miss out on. So, you know, we will definitely be diving into that. We'll talk more about that later. And before we get into all of that good stuff, I want to mention our sponsor, Stitcher Premium. You guys know the deal. Stitcher Premium is awesome. And you get a month off with our promo code. So use the code SANIAC, S-A-N-I-A-C, for a month off of your monthly plan. It's a great app, great platform, amazing, amazing service. So definitely check them out, Stitcher Premium. And it's stitcher.com forward slash premium. So you can go there, sign up, and use our code. All right. So today, today there's a lot to discuss. There's there, there's been a lot happening. First, I mean, I'm just curious, what was your ramblings on Twitter about? Anything anything pertinent? All kinds of I mean, I, I had some reunion takes that I will obviously echo here. Um, I don't know how we want to do this format wise. I don't know if you want to go start to finish on the reunion because holy shit, this thing was a slog. I was up last night watching this and I was like, it, it feels like I've been watching this for five hours. This mm. is crazy. Yeah, it was, they just covered so much shit. And I didn't, I didn't note down everything. I did check most things. We'll, we'll speed through some shit that we've talked about in depth before on the podcast and we'll slow down for stuff that we haven't heard or that's tea. Uh, we can just start with the general discussion of the reunion though, because I have some thoughts on the hosting. Uh, the, I mean, first of all, the location, in case you guys didn't realize it was in London. And the reason why they do it in London now is because it is so difficult to get the Brits work visas to come over to the US and shoot them in New York. So now they're doing them in London so that way they can have the British cast there in person with them as well, instead of just doing those annoying Skype calls. Uh, and then, of course, let's talk about the hosting staff. I mean, I don't know. Like, is does Nick Young? I didn't know that Swaggy P was Nick Young. So when and I you didn't know, and I didn't really know what Nick Young looked like, like a hundred percent. I just I wasn't fully clear. If someone was like, "Oh, that's Nick Young," I'd be like, "Oh yeah, Nick Young, cool." But I didn't. I couldn't say. I couldn't pick him out of lineup. Let's just put it that way, right? Okay. So, so when I heard that Swaggy P was hosting, I was like, "Who the fuck is Swaggy P?" I thought he was gonna be, I don't know, a musician, someone who does Wild and Out with Justina or some shit like that, like <laughs> in that direction. 
And, and then I connected the dots. And then when I saw the preview and I saw him doing the imitation of his meme face, I was just cracking up. And I was like, oh, okay. Like it's crazy. Was the imitation intentional or not? That's the real question. It was just kind of him, like his state of being, I think. I don't know. Can he? I mean, is he the one thinking of those things when he's on stage, or do you think production stopped everything? Was oh like, my Nick, god, the they were feeding. <laughs> they were feeding. They were feeding him everything. They were like, oh. Nick, we need you to say something. Ask bananas if he thinks this is messed up. I loved. I loved when he asked um, Kara when when he was telling what was it? He was telling Kara that it was messed up that she didn't go to the engagement party. He was like, Yeah, that's messed up though. <laughs> you know, we're gonna have to talk about that a little more in depth because Kara's. Really Kara's reasoning, it makes no sense. It's like no, nah, it makes sense. It makes sense. But we'll start with that later. We'll start with that later. We'll I just want to know. I want to know what you think of Justina as a host compared to some of the other hosts, and who also is your favorite reunion host of all time? Because I have a favorite. Hmm. Okay, so Justina was okay. Um, I think she was getting positive reviews from some of the castmates on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the cast loves her. Her her voice is tough. It's tough to take for that mm-hmm. long. And I'm saying this as a northeasterner. Um, it's it's like it's it's strong. And um, she's also very produced. Obviously, she's she's following script very closely, as most reunion hosts do. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that I liked the Miz better the last couple seasons that, that he's been hosting. I thought The Miz was pretty good. Yeah, I think he did a better job than Justina. I don't think Justina did a bad job, but I agree her voice can be slightly grating. And I also feel like there's not really enough creativity or creative room for the host to interject with things. But I did like her small back and forth that she had with the cast. I do think she has a good rapport with them, so it's more like a friend calling out somebody on the stage as opposed to the Miz where he's really like trying it. <laughs> but, mm. but I do know what you mean. My favorite host of all time though is Maria Menounos. She was good. Um, she just had a Maria good hosting Menounos. presence. She's funny. She is, so she's like a big wrestling fan. Apparently she's like a big pro wrestling fan. So she Why does, does a lot of- everyone like wrestling? I don't get this obsession. It's, it's the weirdest it's... fight sport. It's different now, you know, back in the day, it, it was, it was different to, to be a fan of it. Now it's like, um, it's an experience for people. It's not as much of a closed door. It's like a, you know, people like the experience of, of the live event. So Maria Menounos, does, and, and also it's, it's, you know, exposure, people get involved in like, but I find it such like a, that. I find it such a boring sport to watch. Cause it's all, it's just like an acted out. It's like a, so it's, it's, it's like a fight it's skit. An, it's like a, it's an athletic soap opera. That's exactly um, what. And it if is. if you're you know like and and that's really what good that's what good pro wrestling is 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 storylines. No matter how how ridiculous it's it's something that you cannot watch for a month and then you tune in and you pick up on the storylines and you know exactly where where it's going and and you're you know invested for a little bit. But Marima Nunes is is apparently a big WWE fan or you know, uses them for exposure or whatever. So she'll be on their programming sometimes. And I remember a couple of years ago, I was at a live event and she was there and 
I just remember after the cameras stopped rolling, she was taking all these selfies of herself. It was really funny. All the fans were calling out, trying, Maria, Maria, oh they were God. trying to trying to get her to acknowledge them. And she was just on, like she was on the, the entrance ramp, taking selfies oh. of herself. It was really funny. God, that's, those moments are so cringe when you just get a glimpse into yeah. someone's... Seeing on the camera. Yeah. I had uh, these friends that went on uh, Bachelorette this summer and they were with this girl who's like a fashion influencer or something and they they were just saying I don't know if I've even mentioned this before because it was such an impactful story into my life when I heard this that she was just on her phone the entire time would freak out whenever she get got likes and stuff but this girl had like (laughs) half a million followers on Instagram so for her to get a like is every half a second you know this is not yeah it should be commonplace at that point but apparently she was just living in her phone while they're in I think they were in Mykonos somewhere beautiful basically and her face was on her screen the whole time. It's crazy. Mm. I can't. can't be doing that, people. You got to be present in the real world. Just like everyone was present at this reunion, except for fanboy Idris, who was just, man, this guy. Yeah, this was bad. So let's go through the cast that was actually there. There was, if you guys don't know the rundown of how they walked in, I liked the entrance. I thought it was very fight scene, rocky. They were coming in. They all had a little part to play when they got up to the the top of the stairs. Uh, Car and Polly walk in first. Polly's wearing, as Bananas has mentioned, the Hunger Games host jacket, which was hilarious. He also dyed his hair. Cara had chopped her hair, which I actually really like. I thought that looked so much better on her. And the ends of her hair look healthier now. Then you had Ninja Nani coming in, Leroy Cam coming in. They did a little fake kissy kissy. Laurel and Josh, which I thought was a cool duo. Ashley Bananas, both the two thieves of the challenge. Bear and Theo. And Bear did a crotch dance move. That was great. Yeah. So he just, the charisma that flows from that guy, whether he's talking or just moving, is insane. So that entrance was fire. Uh, we also see Theo with his eye patch. This is presumably like the first few media engagements that he's yeah, had this after this accident. Really, yeah, yeah really this was so that was pretty intense. That was fresh for him. Georgia Nicole, Jenny Kyle, Joss, Kaylee, Tori. They also did a really funny move. Kaylee and Joss had a little kiss, and then Tori like slaps Josh, Joss, <laughs> which was hilarious. And then the winners, Jordan D and CT and Rogan. CT had the most annoying entrance. I was like, give us a fist or something. He was just like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> CT needs to stop wearing the newsboy hat. <laughs> stop wearing the newsy hat, CT, the, the Corleone or whatever he the hell it is. He needs to get rid of that hat, doesn't he? Are you kidding also, me? Whatever scarf he's been rocking a lot lately, he also needs to get rid of that. I want, yeah. I want his style from before. He used to look good. Yeah, I agree. Um, how about we got to give props to Georgia? Georgia's got some clout getting her best friend Nicole in the re- into the reunion, who had no reason to be there. Nicole, it was Georgia one. Yeah, I, I well actually, I think they have the same management team. Or Nicole, yeah, they might have the same management Dude, team. It, Nicole has a manager. It, it feels like Nicole's just Georgia's like coffee runner. No, just on the challenge, not on other shows. But mm. uh, but actually, Georgia, Theo, and Nicole, I believe, all have the same management team. So they're all they all sort of get pushed for the same kind of events. But yeah, Idris wasn't there. Esther wasn't there. Idris, uh, Idris was, and Esther, they were both. They both had that energy, that Twitter energy going. Yeah, Big T wasn't there either. Uh, Sean, Sean wasn't there. Yeah, Zahida. Zach- Zach wasn't there, but apparently uh, he was invited. Obviously, he just couldn't make it because he had a family yeah. wedding, some other thing that he had to actually go to. So 
he couldn't make it, which I was sad about because I feel like we needed a few Zach zingers throughout this thing that would have cut some of the stupidity a little bit. I don't know. I miss I miss yeah. Zach's humor. It's gonna be sad not seeing him on the screen now. I know. We and he's not on the next season, so we're we're Zachless for Someone the time ha- being. Yeah. Well, hopefully Bear steps up. I mean, we can always count. He on will him. definitely. He's tell. He's reality television gold. Um. This might not be a popular statement based on her recent controversies, but I am going through a Georgia obsession at the moment. Both Georgias, Georgia Harrison and Georgia Steele. These oh, do you like Georgia be- Steele? I knew you oh would my. like Georgia Steele. Oh, I my. knew you would like Georgia oh, Steele. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to objectify anyone. I just want to say that these these two women are are. They've been on my mind. They are beautiful. Georgia Steele is gorgeous. They were hanging out at like the same event recently. There was some random like British rap uh, show going on in a hall and uh, they were both there. So that was cool. Georgia won her MMA fight and she was doing these wild like tornado punches. Yeah, Um, Georgia killed her MMA fight, guys. If you guys didn't see that news, she crushed it. Georgia, you have to watch Georgia Steele's Love Island season. She got a lot of hate at the end of the season because basically a guy the guy that she was with um dumped her while he was in Casa Amor which is when they take the boys away to like a separate villa to live with a whole bunch of new girls the girl mm-hmm. he dumped her for by the is is Theo's now girlfriend Kaz oh man and then when they came back to the house together she was like oh I'm loyal I'm so loyal I can't believe we did this da, 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 da. and then she ended up getting with somebody else and then they ended up like going home together kind of or not going home together and then she cheated on him like over a few weeks span and then he found out and it was like this whole blow up and then everybody was like hashtag loyal like not so loyal and she oh just wouldn't shut up about it it was so fucking funny but she is a she's funny story 21 she's yeah. only 21 like why is this not the girl that's on the challenge like she's about that drama she's young i don't i don't know i mean we'll see if she ends up coming on i don't know if that kind of stuff appeals to everyone it's not it's not that i don't know how that much georgia to- works out that's the thing like that used to be the person that you want on the challenge and then you know whatever athletic talent they might have is is a bonus but you prioritize the personalities why do we need ninja natalie on the show when we could have georgia georgia Steele? that'd be great yeah Uh, but at the same time you have to think why would georgia Steele want to go on a show where she has to be like thousands of feet above the air over water she has to decide that money, that's, son. you know what i mean if that's worth it for yeah. her. do you know how much money the brits make in the uk they none of them are rolling. going on this for the money she's rolling um so none of them in in terms of uh i didn't watch tonight's episode of x on the peak peak or x on the beach peak of love however they want to categorize this are they not just calling it x on the peak they're calling it x on the beach peak of love so that it's it's under the x on the beach umbrella i guess that's stupid um and georgia uh, so I didn't watch tonight's episode. I don't know if Georgia's ex showed up or not, but the guy that she's with right now, this this guy Callum with the fake teeth. Oh, from the weekender. Yeah, and and just the the tattoos uh, of of stereotypical Chinese symbols on his face. <laughs> this guy is such a clown, and they're doing this angle where they're saying that they're like in love with each other after two episodes. Yes, and she does this with every single person she gets with on a show. I can't wait for her to drop this guy. This guy is, he's ridiculous. Was his last name Callum Izzard or something? Some yeah. One of those. Yeah. yeah, I think so. He, yeah. There's, you have to watch their uh, Celebs Go Dating season. That was also pretty funny. 
George has been I'm, on a lot of those shows. I'm interested. She's she's been on a lot of shows. She's only 21. She's made the uh, rounds. I've got my eye on both the Georges. Big fans would love to meet them. Would love to interview them. Um, that's where I'm at with them. All right. So first in the reunion, we get Theo's eye check. He says he'll bounce back. He has such a good attitude about the whole thing. Really nice to see. So hopefully we get something positive that comes to life out of this whole incident for him, and he can come back to the challenge. We also go through a final recap. So they discuss everything that happened in the final, and they also talk about um, they also talk about how everyone um, uh, was underestimating D and Rogan and that whole lot, and that they ended up winning. So that was really nice. They sort of gave them props, and they did the whole thing. And you just see everyone's face reacting to watching the final for the first time because you have to remember this hasn't aired yet. So what they're seeing, these scenes, these clips, like everything they get on the day of the reunion is the first time they're watching it back. And it must've been so intense for them. You could tell everyone, if editing edited reaction shots correctly, uh, or at least they, they wanted us to think that everybody on Jordan's side was smiling from ear to ear. They were all so excited. And uh, then we move right into the first question for one of the audience members, which was Rogan. And Justina asked what he did differently to change up his game from going home first to making it to the final and winning. And something he said that hit the spot for a lot of the criticism that we gave to him when he first came on was that he didn't turn up twice the size that he should have been. Basically admitting that he had roided up too much and was too much of a balloon and of a popcorn muscle and he needed to lean out, which is everything that we've been talking about. Yep. And, And he's, you know, I've looked at his social media a little bit and he's talked about that on you know through instagram talking about how how bloated he was at that time oh really yeah yeah and he had like back issues i i I think that was playing a part in it too he had had some kind of back issue and and it caught he wasn't able to work out and it kind of caused you know whatever he was doing to to bloat up and you can you can see it in that picture of him going down he's so much bigger and puffier Mm. Well, I, it also is sort of a, a vicious cycle if you think about it, because if you're bloated and puffy and all of this, it's not going to make any of the back problems any better. So you're just making that worse, then you're making yeah. the bloating worse, then you're, it's just round and round and round. So I'm glad he cut that. And he does look a lot leaner. He looks much more athletic, I would say now. Oh, yeah. He looks, I mean, he looks unlike a majority of the planet. He's cut to, <laughs> he's ripped to shreds. He's cut to out of shreds. stone. He really yeah. is. Uh, and then CT answering the question that he's past his prime or if he's past his prime and CT's response was that I'm just getting started. So we already know CT is in it for the long haul now and you can see it in him. Like you can see that he wants to just keep doing this and keep bringing home as many checks as possible. You know, he's just, he's just like, he schmazzes. It's you, you see this. He with, what? With people. He, he <laughs> schmazzes. It's, what is he schmazz? just has this stick. He just has this shtick when he talks like, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it forever. Yeah. Uh, he does this whole deal. And it's like he's a caricature of himself now. And that happens I mean, to people. That happens to celebrities as they age. It, it happens to people who when when someone makes an impression on the public, you know, there's reasons why there's if you think of people on this show or people on any show or actors, actresses, there's like two to three things that you associate with them and it's Mm. all from the most impressionable times in their career and then that's what that's what people think of and that's what people hold on to and then as as someone like ct ages and he's been on our television for 16 years 
you know, he's not that anymore, but he, he just rides on that, you know, he rides on that reputation. And now he's just like chill, fat CT. Well, yeah, I feel like he does that because he just doesn't want to have to think of new things. So now he's just like, all right, I'm showing mm-hmm. up, I'm getting the money and then I'm gone. For him, it's a job now. It's a hundred percent Wouldn't that, be, job. Great? 100% Wouldn't that job. be great if CT reinvented himself? So we had badass, Ooh, insane like CT. Three. We phase had, three, yeah, CT. <laughs> yeah, we've had dad bod CT, which I'm over. Mm-hmm. Um, what if we got like goth CT? <laughs> what, what if CT <laughs> was like, I, uh, uh, I spent a lot of uh, spent a lot of the off season uh, listening to the Cure. And oh, I have a great question for you. Awesome. Since weirdos can't model, would Goth CT be able to model? Holy shit! <laughs> well, it depends on what shape he would be in. Would he still be fat? No, would Goth he... CT is slender. So goth okay, CT is so definitely yeah, slender. so he he smokes a lot of cigarettes. He gets <laughs> he, he stops eating. You know, oh, he goes vegan. Oh my God! Goth CT goes vegan. Goth CT Loses goes vegan and gluten free. Yep. Yeah, he's Holy on the trend. Holy shit! <laughs> he would definitely model because he, he, yeah, that would be great. He was just like ridiculously hot when he was the Rogan of now. Yeah, I wish we still had our meme person because we could easily make a Goth CT like uh, uh, Photoshop right right about now. Oh yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Goth CT. <laughs> he's honestly pale enough during winter in Boston to do it. <laughs> okay, so then we move in. We got Polly uh, talking, or they addressed the fact that Polly was talking about how he was one of the best on social media, how you know he he has done more in three seasons than anybody else, whatever line he likes to regurgitate that is so inaccurate. And you know, then you have Kara responding to Polly, and and she just constantly was defending him this whole time. And, uh, and the whole final scenario and all the tension that happened with the final, you know, it's hard. I mean, it's hard for them to address this shit when you think about how many people lost because of these Alliance members, but Justina went right for Cam and she was like, where do you place, place blame? Like, where can you say you guys went wrong in the final? And, you know, I mean, I, I do like that Ashley called out Kara and Ninja, but I feel like they all say so much more intense shit in the confessionals. And then they get to these reunions and they're just so mild. Like Ashley was raging during some points of that. And the confessionals are filmed weeks later, some of that. Ashley's you know, a like, confessional warrior. That's what we learned like, about her. Yeah, that's for sure. This season, I think, showed that she's much more... Because con- when she doesn't have her friends to back her up in person, she's less a warrior in person, right? Now I sort of a chameleon in person. Look, I'm still not over the Ashley and Challenge Mania thing. I have a horrible taste in my mouth from it. And every time I watch Ashley now, I'm just thinking like, dude, you're a hypocrite. I know it's been months and I'm still upset about it because it was very hypocritical of her. And then if you're a cast member on Twitter, you've just got naturally people that are in your corner and it's yeah. ignorant. And man, I just hate the whole cycle. Yeah, it wasn't great. But Cam was more diplomatic in her response. Ashley did mention that Ninja and Kara just weren't carrying their own weight. And again, you know, Kara comes in and tries to defend Polly in a way by taking all the blame on herself for the final. So Kara was like, I lost the final because of that last Tanagram. And that was weird. I didn't understand why that had to happen. I don't understand where that even came from. It's not like they were at the Tanagram early. And then they lost it and the other team came in and and beat them. It was that they got there later. So I don't know where that came into play, but she did want to throw that in there. And uh, this is where Bananas makes the Hunger Games joke to Polly, which I just thought was so spot on because he really did look like the Hunger Games host. It was like perfect. 
I mean, he actually was wearing I, the, outfit, the hair. I laughed out loud when Johnny said that, but I'm not sure if I want to share my poly thoughts now. I've got controversial poly thoughts, and this is one of the things I tweeted about today. Fuck it, let's get into it. Okay, you guys, what are your poly thoughts? What are your poly thoughts? Without a doubt, and this is an unpopular opinion, Polly was the most entertaining person at this reunion. He was hilarious. He, he was hilarious. Okay, he definitely brought the entertainment. I don't understand why he had to get up and do the dance. I thought that was no, the no, weirdest. No. Listen, the he was hilarious. Weirdest. And Weird a lot of it was part. unintentional. A lot of his yeah. hilarity was unintentional. And that's great. Let me let me just paint this picture for you guys. Okay. This guy walks in looking insane. He's got this crazy hair. He's got the the Hunger Games villain coat on. And he's doing all this crazy shit. He goes in on Josh right away. And oh my God. At one point when they they zoom in on Polly's face and he's going, go cry in the corner. Go cry in the corner. I lost it. And oh I mean, he God. was being a jerk, but it was so good. Come, he, he was this, being a jerk, but he was being so like, ah. People, here's the thing. Polly is everything this show needs at this point in time in that he is a pure villain he is someone who says all this crazy shit. He is one of the few people on the show who is uninhibited. You know, he's what the show yeah, used to be. He doesn't need alcohol had, in order to lose those. Yeah. When they had um, a house full of 21 to 25 year olds, that the challenge was full of authentic drama. Now, Paulie's a lot more scripted than that, but he also doesn't, like, he's also, he doesn't give a fuck to the point where he will give you that juice. The only problem with Paulie. The biggest problem with Polly is that every season that he is on, every appearance he makes, he has this 100-pound weight attached to him, this energy-sucking, I thought we decided it was 135. Presence, 135, this miserable <laughs> presence attached to him. And he will never reach his full potential as this batshit, crazy, over-the-top, ridiculous villain yeah that's, as long as he is attached to her see so the thing with me is that i just i need to see a season of just him i don't even care if they were dating while he's on a season i just want to see a season of him playing the game alone because i feel like that's going to be a whole other poly you know his first season he was just gaining his bearings he wasn't really he didn't have any relationships it was just different and i feel like if he comes back in now as a solo player that's a huge advantage plus on top of that you have to remember that paulie's pretty cool with most of the cast members he doesn't have beef with a lot of the people like cara does if he went into that house i'm sure you could find a way to work with jordan he could probably figure out a way to work with theo i mean even anyone who hates him he could figure out a way to work with them you know what i mean he he would be that type of a player and so I would like to see that happen. <laughs> Rebecca, Shani, I'm not going to insinuate anything about your past, but as the Saniac expert on people looking fucked up on the show, what would your guess be on what Polly um, <laughs> was on during this reunion? <laughs> oh, okay. For sure, weed, because his eyes were just like bloodshot to the max. And then if I'm guessing because he's London, Coke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like That seemed to be the prevailing theory. I mean, I'd have to guess that quite a few of them were. Some of the Brits were a little quieter than usual. Although I heard that a lot was edited out. So I got some tea from Day who went to the reunion in London and he said 
first off, most of the audience was paid actors because they couldn't get enough people in London who actually were fans of the show. Jay so. went to the reunion? Yeah, wow. he, did you not see him? They, they cut to him no. so many times. There was so many- I totally missed him. There was, it was just full frames, only his face close-ups of Day's reaction shots throughout the reunion. It was great. And he said, first off, that Bananas was actually talking the entire reunion. He did not shut up. He kept interrupting everybody. And they cut out so much of what he said. Like, he would not shut up. And mm. at the end of the reunion, they did keep a clip in that said, what was it? It was Bananas said, I think I've said enough. When Justina was asking for final thoughts. And that, I mean, that made sense to me after I heard that. Uh, but we're still waiting on more tea from Day. We're going to get some Irving. Don't worry. <laughs> Irving, fake tea. Um, okay. Yvette. Excellent point. That's the comp right there. Beth. What? So she says Beth was better at playing a villain than Polly. But think about the Polly that we saw last night. That was like peak Beth. That was like Beth no. on the duel. That was no. like Beth on the duel no, doing because, the, witches, the witch's cackle. No, because you want to know what it is? Beth had a way of being able to summon this internal obnoxious monster that was so natural. It was. It wasn't like she was adding in different things to play a part. I mean, she genuinely was doing a lot of that shit out of her. Like that was, that was, you know, that was her in the moment. Those were, look, I'm just, I mean, that was, that was all Beth. And she had this, she had this ability to be this natural shitster. I find Polly has a serious motivation to be a natural shitster, but I don't know if he actually has that inside of him. Do you know what I mean? I think Polly's insane. We saw it last night. He's insane. But and, is that insane or is that fake? And yeah, he puts it on. He, yeah. he, he puts it on. But when Kara's involved, there's this whole weird vibe where they're like unwillingly playing the villains and they're just whining the whole time. And Kara's got her fucking moping face on, which uh, I, I, I can't even anymore. But Kara like- I don't, know why, to, I don't know why Kara keeps interjecting when with things that she knows that Polly's like going to disagree with like they have really weird ways of expressing yeah. their opinions Carl will always come in and then Polly will always disagree with whatever she has to say like he'll always put her in her place regardless of what it's just really weird they come at life so differently their responses to things are so differently I could never imagine being with someone who felt that differently about things than me I mean they have a well, really different mindset Polly will never reach his full potential as long as he's still dating Kara on the show and um, I, I want to talk to Polly again. I want to get some face-to-face time with him. We could, and I just want to say, I want to say, listen, man. I want to say, listen, like, I'll, let's bring him on again. And I'll say it to him off camera because I know he won't want this recorded and out to people. But I'll, be, I'll just be like, listen, man, you got to drop Kara. You got to be on the show. No Kara. You got to be fucking girls. <laughs> well, you if we're lucky, she'll be <laughs> crazy. Okay, do this after the interview in case he hangs up on us. But if we're lucky, um, uh, he, oh, Kara will be at a spa day also again this time so so we'll see guys i'm apparently really high tonight too not on the same shit that Polly was on i'm just on the green stuff but when Polly was just going back and forth with josh (laughs) it was insane his goofy ass hair i don't understand okay okay so let's go let's go into let's go into um um just that comment that Polly made about the josh and Polly fight we can just talk about that now why the fuck was it a factor that Josh was Cuban that Polly kept saying you emotion you Cuban emotional piece of shit right that was like the line that kept getting repeated like what was I don't understand what the necessity of that was isn't that just a little bit fucked up I'm so confused of where he was 
coming at hey, that with. Paulie's harping on Josh being Cuban. Kara is throwing low-key shade at Laurel for being a lesbian. Like Cubans are fantastic. Um, yeah, that was serious shade at Laurel. That, that was, was serious. Man. That was not nice. I didn't like yeah, that. Yeah, Laurel should Laurel should have clapped her for that. I didn't like that at all. But okay. so what did you think about Josh's line to Polly? Where he's like, Yeah, you know, I I don't remember the exact line. I'm I'm crying all the way to the bank. You're flopping in three finals, bitch, or something like that. Right, I'm skipping ahead to this fight in my notes. Um, so Josh. Oh yeah. Okay. Fine. As in, he was like, why are you so emotional? Josh was like, um, you never, who's not going to win anything. Uh, who never won money, money in these games. Who went on big brother and didn't win. Who, uh, who's, who's been playing so hard and can't win anything. He was just like, he kept going at him for that. And it was honestly hilarious. I was, I'm sorry, but the whole time he's pleased. doing that, I'm laughing because Paulie's sitting there going, <laughs> I just like I just okay but I don't think that oh my god I don't think that Polly won that fight at all because everything that Josh was no, saying No, he didn't. He everything didn't. that Josh was saying cut to the root of Polly's insecurities at at its core if you think about it. Polly wants to win one of these things. Josh has been on Big Brother. He won that on his first season. Polly went on hoping to follow in his brother's footsteps and get to the final two and he did not accomplish that for shit. He was a horrible game player. And oh he, my god and he might have gone to jury but he was not good on big brother and then he comes into the challenge and he's gassed out in all of these finals you know he keeps talking this big game yeah. and josh is like who's gassed out in all the finals like who has gassed out in all the finals yvette thinks that paulie <laughs> rehearses some of his crazy reactions in the mirror i <laughs> absolutely you, you picture it i absolutely think that there is some rehearsals going down in the mirror at that which is paulie's so killing me you guys he was hilarious whether it was intentional like this guy he dialed it up to 26 he was but what was wrong with his hair he needs to he needed like gel it was so fluffy do you know what it was he doesn't need cara he'll be so much better on the show without cara his hair more cara airy as donald trump's hair his hair was was unbelievable it was so airy it looked like it looked like the aeration that you see in a Japanese cheesecake. You know those puffy Japanese. Oh cheesecakes? my God! Yeah. Stop that's, it. That's that's the sort of airiness that we got in in his hair. Listen, his <laughs> hair is. This is what I'm wondering. Was it part of his character? Like, was it intentional? Was he like, I'm gonna look as fucking crazy as possible, or does he think it looks cool? Like, did he think it was a fashion statement? to do his hair like that so you know i've actually been thinking about that a lot lately with jordan's haircut and stuff and honestly the truth is if i had a big audience i think i would do some funky ass looks because it would just be so fun to troll people with appearance because it's so easy to troll people with appearance right you could just i mean you do one thing like jordan has one bowl cut and now there's hundreds and hundreds of posts about his bowl cut at the spartan race like i mean think about how how easy it is to mobilize the media troops with just like a funny jacket or something it's pretty insane when you think about it so i I would probably dabble in a little bit of that we do need to talk about so i've talked about we've talked about paulie's fashion in the past we've talked about jordan's fashion in the past we need to talk about both of their fashion on the reunion last (laughs) night what did you think of jordan's look I liked Jordan's look. It was very Westworldy. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was cool. It was kind of like a new age yeah. take on the cowboy vibe. I didn't think. Okay, that, so let's yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Let 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 let's talk about I'll, that. Because I'll say whether or not it was pretty, it was put together, and that to me is a big factor. 
there was a whole narrative on Twitter, which Alan made a tweet that was, you know, it was like half-hearted, but I think some people took it and ran with it. Alan was like, Jordan, you know, showing up to the reunion. It was before the reunion aired. He was like, Jordan showing up to the reunion looking oh, like a, like a, a slave plan- owner. Yeah, like, like a plantation owner. Yeah. But it, that evolved because all of a sudden I saw all these shit takes on Twitter. Like, man, really, it's Jordan not thinking this through with, you know, with the comments that he's made in the past, showing up looking like a slave owner. But he was clearly going for like, I'm the sheriff. He was going for because he came out and he he tipped his hat and grabbed his, his buckle. I mean, yeah, it seems pretty obvious now. to me. That was that the whole that was obvious. the whole point. Absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, that's that's such an obvious for someone to. I think Alan meant it in a whatever way, but yeah. people obviously with Jordan's history, they you know are going to take that. <laughs> they're going to take that everywhere that they can possibly go with it and that's kind of where challenge fans are a little bit like insane when you think about how they react to things but his outfit to me I thought it was cool like I said put together is a really big factor to me so even if you know it's not my style I can appreciate when someone puts hard work into picking out and making their clothing looking great whether or not they're ironing everything like i hate when someone walks out onto a stage and they just have wrinkles all over you know you're gonna have lights on you you're not gonna everyone's gonna see that reflection you know take care of yourself make yourself look good and i thought i thought he looked pretty fucking good like i was i was impressed with that and on top of that the thing that you have to remember is what do they look like next to their partner so obviously paulie was trying to dress to accompany Kara and they did the purple oh, and the red sort of matching color vibes and if you look at Tori's dress next to Jordan that was a fantastic combination so that green and that brown Tori's dress great. was straight flames Tori was without a doubt the best dress there for the you know. best dress hands down easy easy you know you've got the the picture of Kara and and her whole whack alliance and like their dresses I don't know what the fuck ninja was wearing Tori's dress smoked all of them. I didn't even them. see Ninja's outfit properly. What was she? Oh, that that leather, the leather cage thing. I saw a photo of it on Instagram. Yeah. It, yeah, Tori looked classy. She looked great. Ashley's dress looked very uncomfortable, far too long. If I was wearing something like that, I'd be drowning and tripping over myself for sure. But Tori looked great. So they're dressing up as a pair. I thought they looked so good. And what's wrong with his hat? Everyone's harping on his hat. I thought it looked nice. Have you seen some of the hats people wear nowadays? Like, have you what? How, how are people talking about Jordan's hat over CT's hat? Thank you. you know I, I mean? completely agree. Like Jordan's hat was, it was gaudy. It was big. But CT keeps wearing this stupid Corleone hat. CT looks like he's, uh, he's like he running He looks like shop. he's in Newsies. And I might be the only one in here that's seen that <laughs> movie because <laughs> I was old movie. enough to see it when it came out in 1992. But it's on Disney Plus. And if you've never seen it, guys, go watch it. Is that the, where they sell the newspapers? Yeah, it's, it's the 1930s newspaper strike musical uh, oh. starring Christian Bale. That's not the one that I was thinking of. 1992, that's the year I was born, Zach. That's the year I was oh, born. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. I was already, like, I was already, you know, on that grind in 1992. <laughs> Zach I was, was already podcasting five- back then. He had, like, headphones yeah, I was, on. <laughs> I was on that five-year-old grind watching <laughs> real-world New York. <laughs> There's, you see people like his hat and tori is always best dressed i completely agree erlene she because you want to know tori dresses for her body she dresses for herself for her skin tone there's a big difference like if i wear light 
like light peaches, I look really bad because light peach washes me out. It, I mean, I don't even know what it does to me. It makes me look horrible. I had this light peach dress that I refused to get rid of for a long time. And I finally was just like, oh my God, this is just miserable. And I saw it for what it really was. And so now I do not wear any light peach. And I think that's important to know. You have to know your colors. You have to know, um, you know, you just have to know what looks good on you. And, and also it makes shopping easier. So I took a few quizzes on what my color scheme is. And I think I'm a midnight winter at certain times. This is fucking great. It's the best thing ever. Keep going. You, this is then great. Then you can figure out your color scheme. So, so I do like um, olives, dark blues, reds, purples, like all of those colors look great on me and I can run with them. And then whenever I go into a store, if I'm dying, I'm like, oh my God, which one? Light pink? purple and i'm like okay purple obviously purple you know because now i know my I, color scheme that's how tori dresses tori dresses a hundred percent to make herself look fantastic and she always just does shows up like she's glowing i agree tori has excellent fashion sense um <laughs> i haven't listened to the other challenge podcasts yet and their coverage on the reunion but i feel like we're the only ones given a fashion breakdown this in depth right now so i mean that's props I, to us you guys it's got funny under, you, yeah. you started talking about the fashion because i'm actually going to release an article i was thinking about this about all the reunion outfits because we gotta that's i great. mean we gotta yeah we gotta we get should the do, conversation on the outfits going we should do like favorite reunion outfits through the years you know look back see Ooh. my number one favorite of course is abe dressing as as a, a dog um i think that was on on cutthroat do you recall Abe this? A Abe, dog? Abe literally wore like a dog onesie with with dog ears. Why don't I remember that? Reunion. You know, I'm not the it biggest fan insane. of the reunion, so I don't always watch them, but I need to go back and check out that outfit. Yeah, Abe's check out dog. check out Abe dressed as a fucking dog. That's, that's great. Michael, okay, Michael's wanting to know where you can find your color scheme at. There is awesome websites out there. I haven't done it in years, but I will go online and look for you guys and find you the website that I used. It really was fantastic. And another great way to find out your color scheme is uh, by looking up uh, various celebs and their color schemes, because then you can find one who has similar hair color, similar eye color, oh. and similar, similar skin color to you. And then you can, you know, pick from there. So I, I was sort of in between a few, but color schemes are so, it's so cool to know. It's just like so practical. Also your color scheme, by the way, will change. If you dye your hair, if you wear colored contact lenses, um, if you get a, a tan or you go away on holiday or if you're super pale in winter. Yvette, I completely missed that. What? So she's saying that on the Cutthroat reunion, Abe in his dog outfit, he was dressed as a furry and Kara was dressed as his, as his, his dom. Oh my god gara wow oh, i, I definitely it. did not i don't think i was old enough to understand that when that came out back then there's just no back way. in 2010 or whenever it came out what were you like oh six years old no when, that's when actually Cutthroat not aired? that long ago i assumed yeah. it was like a long longer ago well i don't know why i think that these things are like a decade ago mm. okay uh let's go back let's roll back into the reunion wait do you have any more fashion thoughts because i feel like that's that's all that there was um I think I touched on uh, Laurel. Laurel looked nice. She was like simple, elegant Laurel fashion. I liked her makeup. Cool. It was very mild. I loved yeah, makeup, it. Yeah, makeup was on point. Joss um, looked great in case anybody missed that. Did he speak? I don't no. Think he spoke at the reunion. Joss word. and Kyle were mute. Not, no, Kyle had a few lines in there. A few digs. Yeah, I think, I think I'm good on the fashion. Said everything I needed to say. 
All right. So back to where we were in the reunion, we're going to get into some more of the social media stuff. And this was an Insta comment from Pauly where he said that bananas and Jenny were banging in the bathroom and they basically just say that, you know, everybody is shitting and pissing and whatever else they have to do in the bathroom while other people are in there all the time in the challenge house. Jenny confirms she was pissing. Uh, Bananas says that Polly is super unhappy for starting these rumors, which I thought was hilarious because Bananas is the king of starting rumors. So for anyone to drop that line in there, that was just priceless. And then we get some insight into how Jenny plays the game a bit politically and the fact that she's quite flirty with the entire cast, which I did not get a glimpse of that. Yeah, we didn't really get to see her. We didn't get to see her politicking. Yeah. Um, But apparently she has some of that going on, which um, that's, that's cool. She had a pretty okay season before she got bumped out by the numbers um in terms of Polly making up this rumor if, if we believe it to be a rumor which i i i, I kind of do um it seems like Polly and Kara were like clearly lying a lot and they were the only they were the ones consistently being called out on their lies and this is a point that i've tried to make with with people recently that there's certain cast members that they catch flack for being liars, right? People, if you say that Paulie said something, the common response is like, you can't believe a word that comes out of his mouth. If you say that Johnny said something, oh, you can't believe a word that comes out of Johnny's mouth. You can't believe a word that comes out of Jordan's mouth. But Kara, this chick's a straight up liar. She will, she will just like tell tall tales like that. And I don't ever hear or see anyone on Twitter or on Facebook, if someone's like, oh, Kara said this, I don't ever see the response being, oh, you can't trust what Kara says. For some reason, she doesn't have that reputation assigned to her yet. She should. Because I think she doesn't take the blame for it. She hides behind. People think that it's Polly influencing her, and it very well might be. And so, therefore, she's able to slide under the radar with that kind of stuff. You know, I don't, I, I would typically believe a hookup rumor when it comes to bananas, but the fact that it's Jenny makes it so much harder for me to wrap my head around especially it's because not his type someone. it's not his type at all yeah and it's just so not exactly it's so not bananas mo so it would be it would be weird and i just i don't see that and usually if bananas hooks up with someone the rest of the cast outs him as well so no they, I, no, they don't no they don't Erlene. no way oh i thought you were talking to me i'm like shut the fuck up yes oh, they do. So, <laughs> sorry i'm 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 living for these for this comment section right now but i no, somebody somebody send me screenshots because I don't ever see anyone being like, yo, can't trust anything Kara says. But I'm just going to tell you right now, like she she's close to the top of the list I for think, people who you can't trust what she says. I think people say that occasionally, but I will agree with you that the mass perception is not about that. It's more about how people dislike Kara right now as opposed to the fact that like you can't trust her. Yeah, but so at the reunion, there were just multiple examples of people saying, well, Polly, you made that up. Kara straight up like getting into a, a confrontation with Nani and and saying crazy shit and Nani being like what are you talking about and then Jordan having to say that to both of them you guys are lying through your teeth right now there was multiple examples of that of them there, just spinning bullshit there was and we can get right into the Nani situation because right from this moment of the rumor with Jenny and bananas we dive into Nani and this was I mean, this was a pretty bad fight, Nani versus Kara. I just didn't understand the whole thing. Kara to Nani, she just goes, all you ever do, all you ever did was leave your room to binge, drink, and smoke. And Jordan stands up for her and is like, doesn't matter if she was doing that during the days because at 7 a.m. She, she was in the gym. She was working out with us. She was putting in the effort. 
And I, I don't know. It just felt like she was just trying to dig and dig. I don't know what Kara's beef is with Nani specifically. I feel like that came out of nowhere. When did they even start fighting? When did this even happen? Their was this- first confrontation was last season on More of the Worlds 1, or, or their most of this most recent run, where Nani called Kara. Oh, yeah, I forget Nani. I forget yeah. Nani was on last season. It's yeah. that actually slipped my mind. But um, yeah, so so they they did. You know, not Nani called out Car for saying, you know, when did you become this 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 person? Um, Erlene, I side with you 100 percent Have you seen this go? So after the Kara and Nani confrontation, there is a lot of talk because Kara said, like, if I, you know, if I would have seen you put your hands on my man, I would have been in there and I would have put your ass in the dirt. This is a conversation that we've had before, Shani, when it came to Devin and bananas. Um versus perceived you know perceived strength versus someone who is actually about that life yeah but Devin um, and bananas is a much bigger disparity than okay Kara versus nani in a fight everyone because I think both have an e- equal again, chance at winning no yeah. i think it's a <laughs> yeah. fucking landslide Kara <laughs> maria has never been in a fight in her life Kara maria has never thrown hands ever 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 she's the definition of is nani a big fighter are you nani's a nani is nani is a partier nani's been on the scene nani's been in some crazy situations nani's about that chain smoking life nani's about that binge drinking life i guarantee you that nani slapped a chick before i don't think i don't think it would be a landslide this is a real world season exactly but I will say that I do think it'd be a very close call. I think it'd be a good fight. You have no, to- it wouldn't. Nani no, would yeah, fuck her yeah, up. You do, I'm telling you. It doesn't matter how much, like whatever somebody has inside of them, like Nani does. She is a lot weaker than Kara. No, she's not. Yeah. When it comes is. to no, when it comes to the fight, Kara okay. only knows how to employ her okay, strength. Okay. Put, it this way, put it this way. Put it this way. And- Put it this way, ready? If Tori Deal's mind, her entire soul, everything went into Kara's body, do you think that body could beat Nani with Tori's mind? Potentially, yes. Yeah, because Kara's strong. Her actual frame is strong. If she knew how to use it better, she could definitely Here's take the thing about down. Nani. Like, just go back to bloodlines, all right? And Erlene's right about Erlene's right about this too. Nani's been about that life since her real world season. Ugh, Let's go back to Bloodlines night one when Tony, what, by the way, one of the greatest like one night performances in, in challenge history, Tony night one of Bloodlines. It's it's up there for me. What he but do? Is this when he got kicked out? It's no. when he, he has sex with Christina. He gets into it with Nani <laughs> and Nicole. Yeah. And then him and Shane have one of the greatest uh, fights in challenge history. I forgot uh, his bro- his brother Shane, not my King Shady Shane. Yeah. Uh, it's incredible. And it's also when when Shane Rains utters the legendary word, I'll walk a straight line, bitch. I'll vogue on it. I'll vogue on the bitch. It was, it's it's my favorite fight ever. But anyways, so night one, when Tony started like popping off to people, who's in his face? Nani and Nicole, like in his face, ready to go. Nicole's like up yeah, on the table Nani talking to him. And Nani's fight. in his face like, what the fuck are you? Like, she will, she will get in the face and not back down. Kara will cower guaranteed she's all talk and for her to for her to start talking tough when i know for a fact that she's never hit anyone in her life uh, outside of the confines of the game crazy 
crazy insane for her to be like nani i would fuck you up whoa, i wish whoa, nani, I wish whoa, nani whoa, whoa. i have only ever properly okay well no i've i haven't properly been into many okay fights Shani, outside of the i know confines, you're scrapping i know you've been scrapping in like of, barcelona or some out shit. of the out of the confines of like actual fighting gyms but i have gone into a few very very small tiffs when i was a youngin and I, I just, I would still would say like my confidence to be able to fight someone would still be high, just whether or not I have the experience or not. Here's what would happen. Kara would attempt to use her CrossFit muscles and like bear hug Nani and Nani would just punch her in the face. Oh, Irving has a good point. Done. Kara was, I'm over the stack. Kara was only <laughs> acting tough towards Nani at the reunion because people were calling her out for not sticking up for her man. Like Tori stuck up for Jordan when Turbo pushed him. That is, I think, the best take on this whole situation because that makes the most sense when you think about it. I feel like a lot of what was happening was trying to combat the social perception of the season on them you know at least a lot was happening at the reunion yeah. right was trying to counteract like everything that was going on for them in the comment section on the groups on the reddit threads i, I but i just feel like those situations were so different tori sticking up for jordan against turbo who actually could hurt jordan is so different to car and even to step in for nani who let's be real is not gonna hurt Polly. like i'm sorry that's so that's an argument we can probably agree on Polly would definitely take nani in a physical fight that's no, just car would, would be like i i'm gonna fight you nani under my rules we're gonna we're gonna strap a rope between our backs and see who can crawl to the goal first that's like car's idea of fighting oh my and God. nani will be like i'm gonna put out my lit cigarette on your arm cara I'm surprised Nani's chain smoking when she was doing so much cardio. That's like a I love lot it. of that's Sonny, a lot that's of lung our, strength. That's, that's our kind of people. Strength. I know. That's I'm just our shocked. kind of people. I'm that's shocked there's still someone doing that. Like that's 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 Katie Doyle vibes right there. That's and that's how about I mean you have to you have to listen to what Jordan's saying. <laughs> Erlene, Erlene says Nani got Polly too. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have to listen though to everything Jordan says there because this is not the first time that Jordan has said that like Kara wasn't working out and Ninja wasn't working out. And that's not the vibe that people think of. When they think of Kara and Ninja, they think of these workout warriors. But Jordan said multiple times, like you guys, you girls aren't in the gym training while we're I know, here. I know. So I, that, would, uh, I, I think would that like went to know. into it. I would like to know if they are training regularly at home and if they just stop when they go to the house. I mean, I don't know. I would like to know. I'm sure they were working out a little bit, but it sounds like Nani was going harder than them. It sounds like Tori was going harder than them, well, Georgia. Yeah, but I we think knew that's what people were going off of. I think we knew Nani was going harder just because of the hints that were happening all season. But anyway, so then we move on from this part, and this is where we got the Josh and Polly fight because Josh chimes in at one point and this is where they just start yelling at each other and Polly's like, are you going to cry again? And then, you know, Josh kills him essentially saying he never won anything and he's never going to. Uh, then Justina comes in with this shade to team UK. She goes, the UK put the UK in S-U-C-K this season. <laughs> and that was priceless. And this is where we get to see some of the biggest mess ups and mistakes from team UK throughout the actual challenges, the dailies that they had to compete in. We also saw uh, them ripping the lock and how that affected the team and the loss that was, uh, that followed that decision. And, Theo goes, it was a team decision. Apparently, 
It wasn't just that the lock ripped off. They were all forcibly pulling on this thing. All of them. All of them. Yeah, that's great. They were just taking turns. It's so funny. That's actually hilarious. What a great team decision. And then Nicole tries to redeem herself from the trivia, but instead... She gets that she gets oh that the five God. minutes is the 300, but she couldn't figure out the six minutes, which is essentially just 300 plus 60. So if she could have just had 360, that would have been great. But in proper Nicole fashion, we did not get that. And then we move right into the civil war that is within Team USA and how even though they're such a good team individually, they do not come together uh, when it comes to politics. And there was all of this craziness going on. We also see the bananas blindside clips and all of that. And bananas does make a really good point here about how, you know, just because there's so much amazing experience on their team experiences good and bad, because it also comes with all of this baggage. And you think about how many seasons these people have been on, it's insane. CT started within the first few seasons. So that's, you know, 30 plus seasons of, or 30 plus seasons of a time frame that CT spans. So the amount of baggage that comes with that type of longevity on this show, and even within the last few seasons, that's intense. And so, you know, I hear what he's saying. I do think that there was a lot of that on the team, but uh, I, you know, nonetheless, I would have liked for them to be able to actually have a format, or at least for production to have a format that made it so the teams cared less about the baggage and more about making their team strong. <laughs> Greg says Nicole yes. rehearsed only only one answer, and <laughs> that was it. It's true. She was ready for it. She wasn't able to think past it, and apparently that was why she was there. They, they needed that clip. They you needed bet. her there for that. Yvette's got a good question. Does anyone appreciate Theo's fashion choice of wearing a USA shirt? I loved it. Yeah, Theo's got... Great shade. Great shade. He was great. He was great. Um, So then we move on to Bear, and he's talking about his take on Team USA. And this was, we didn't get enough Bear in this reunion. I feel like they cut out way too much of probably all of his jokes. It was a bit sad. He's so hilarious. We should have gotten more. We did get this one line from him, though, where he talks about how there's a lot of anger on Team USA. He's like, there's a lot of anger on your team. Some of you guys go to bed early. You guys take it so seriously. Da 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 da. He's like, I'm there to have a laugh, sleep with all the girls. And, you know, you just see the big difference between how the UK players are coming into this game versus the USA players. The USA players go in there fighting for their livelihoods. The the UK players go in there just wanting to have fun because they make so much money already on their TV shows. I feel like if the challenge paid the US team members a bit more and if they had more of a grand lifestyle over here like the UK players, they would also go in with that sort of mentality. And it'd be kind of nice to see like a challenge with less stakes. It would be. A challenge all for jokes. That's Actually, that's kind of like Champs versus Stars, isn't it? Mm, yeah, and, and that's why... You know, it's we, so good. We had a, a, yeah, a really great season of that. But yeah, Kara and <laughs> Cam in game mode, it's just, it's it's not that fun. It grows old yeah, real it's, quick. It's just much. Um, okay, so then we have Wes's blind side, and this is where we get Wes tuning in via video chat. And obviously, Wes can't be there in person because he has an actual career, unlike the rest of the cast. And so he had to call in. And um, this was a good interview for Wes. I thought he had some great points, and especially when it came to the bullying that's happening online of Josh and Laurel. And I loved what he said. And at the time that they were filming the reunion, I'm sure it was pretty bad. I'm sure that was was the height of a lot of this stuff. So 
all the hate that was going towards Josh and Laurel, Wes was like, just cut it out. You know, I don't blame them. Nobody should blame them. It's a game. Uh, I don't want anybody to be bullying anybody on my behalf. And I love that. I thought he was so hilarious. And then he turns in, he turns the whole thing into a joke after. And he's just like, it's all bananas fault. Blame him. One day he'll pay. And then he sends everything off with a final dig to bananas saying that he's going to send a DM to his mom, which was great. So Wes was hilarious. You can just tell like the way Wes plays the game and speaks about the game after the fact is so mature. That's how every player, Wes is a survivor player. That's what he is. Uh, he definitely has some of that. Um, I, I also get the sense that I think strategically Wes thinks that he would fare better on survivor than he actually would though. I could see Wes being, I could see Wes being deemed as too much of a threat and being a pre-merge boot. I could see that now only because people know him, but if a young Wes, I could have seen a young Wes do some damage. Possibly like rivals era Wes definitely could have. No, like a fresh meat Wes. I would have loved to see a fresh meat West go on there. Cause I think he would have been be wild. so mouthy and so obnoxious that he would have been one of those targets that you keep in because he's everybody's like a shield everybody else's target everybody hates him why get rid of him yeah i could see kind that of a vibe okay so we wrapped up west and we go into uh the bananas blindside Polly versus josh this we talked about already a bit before and right in the middle of these scenes right as they're cutting to this okay they're cutting to justina everybody has to go back and see this part it's so funny it's super fast but rogan and joss do the nick young face it's the funniest oh, i missed that Thing. they both just look at each other and they're like oh my god i missed that it was Damn it. great it was so it was so mild and subtle i couldn't believe they even just kept it in there but fantastic and then we move into jordan's proposal which was a huge topic obviously that we discussed on the show that people were discussing online and you know car's reaction was the main focus of this whole thing but i want to mention the spanish dubbed proposal when you watch it dubbed in Spanish, somebody posted the scene on, I think it was Challenge Fans. Oh my God, the funniest shit I've ever seen. Watching that in Spanish was priceless. Everybody should check it out. It was just gold. It, it was, was gold. really funny. Yeah. It was gold. And we got a little bit of tea about the proposal. Before we go into Car's reaction, Nani, she finds, she finds the ring a week early. Apparently she kept the secret really well. And... Theo, he saw the ring being passed over to production when they got off the bus on the way to the elimination. So he's like, oh, he's going to propose today. I can't win, blah, 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 being classic <laughs> hilarious Theo. And then Carr's reaction. And Carr was, when they were playing the footage, the little square cast reaction shot that we got on the bottom right, of the bottom left of the screen, was Carr screaming at one point, I said what I said. She was like, yeah. I said what I said. She literally, she yelled that out while she was saying, it was just so weird to watch her double down on it so intensely. And then she continues to go on about how she, you know, they didn't like each other in that moment. So of course, if they don't like each other in that moment, you know, she's not going to be nice to them. And this was really telling. We know this already that Cara can't separate game from reality, but this was super telling because it's like, who cares if you don't like each other in the game? That's not what life is all about, you know? Just because you're not getting along as an alliance doesn't mean that you can't get along as people it was it was like 15 year old logic it reminded me mm. of my sister who as we established last week is seven years younger than me because my siblings are all seven years apart and it, it just reminded me of like shit she would do like oh i don't 
I don't like this person. They, you know, they did this to me five years ago. I don't like them, blah, blah, blah. And, and it's, it's, it's like, they justify it in their head. Yeah. They've got this really ignorant stance. Like, Oh, it's the best thing I could have done for Jordan. I, 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 we don't like each other. So I had a great night in the house by myself, which, what she doesn't see is that no, by doing that, you're literally making it about yourself. You're making a scene and drawing attention to yourself. Mm. And then you're just like, why, why, why would I be there at this thing that happened on the back patio of the house that we all live in together? It's why not so just, true. you know, do this, this whole exaggerated theatrical thing with the tea sipping and the reading, knowing that the cameras are watching you, knowing that you're like creating content. It, it, it's really immature but it's made worse by the fact that the people who defend Kara, they they take her explanation as like gospel and they convince themselves it's like she's making a great point and they all regurgitate it like why would she why would she do that if her and jordan don't like each other that's weird the thing is it's not just jordan that got engaged and everyone seems to forget that it's it's yeah. also Tori. And Guess Tori what? And I've never to, had a problem. I've been to weddings before, and I didn't always like you know a hundred percent of the people I've been getting to married. So many weddings that I did not want should, to go should, to. Should I have refrained from going? Hey, listen, I really don't like the bride. Uh, you guys don't want me there. Mm. I'm just gonna stay home. Mm. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's like actually fucked up. What did? Greg is asking, how can she draw attention to herself if she's the only one in the house, which is a good question. And if you're the only person who's missing from an event when you're in this kind of a setting, then you know that people are going to be mentioning it. Or at least for for even a moment. Yeah, Yeah. at least for even a moment. I mean, she was seeking attention. And Tori makes makes the comment. Tori makes the comment during that scene, like, hey, hey, Paulie, where's Kara at? And Mm. that's what she wanted. She wanted them to acknowledge that. She wanted them to acknowledge that her and Jordan don't like each other. It's just, it's, you know, I hate the idea. Like, I have a big problem with adults talking about not being fake because for me, there is such a difference between being an adult and being fake about something. And you can be civil. You don't have to like everybody. That would be an insane task in this world for you to like everybody. But the truth is to find that like internal happiness when you're somewhere or anywhere in this world, you have to be cool being anywhere and being able to have fun anywhere and being at an engagement party is not torture it's not like a setting where you have to get out of it asap right i just don't think that Kara will i mean that's a hindrance that's if you have to stop yourself from going to things because that's going to make you that miserable like that's a hindrance on your life how much more shit are you going to stop yourself from going to you're not going to go to the office christmas party because you have a co-worker who you don't like like how many co-workers are that that people don't like out there yeah you're going to avoid them for the rest of your life Trust me, I am all about people on the show being real and and saying like, you know, I I don't like you, I I, I don't ride with you. Um, but for Cam to be like, oh yeah, you know, Car, if she doesn't ride with you, she'll let you know. Not necessarily. She strikes me as someone that is very passive aggressive about, mm. about it all, and that's what I don't like. I don't really like passive aggressiveness. Now, you know, pretty much the reason that she's had to tell Jordan I don't like you is because Jordan will force the confrontation. Like Jordan will be in there saying his stuff. And then that's that's the way she has to react to it. But a lot of this stuff, a lot of Cara not liking people and, and what Cara does is very passive aggressive. And I think that's different than being someone who, you know, if she doesn't ride with you, she doesn't ride with you. There's a difference. Yeah, I could see there's that. There's nuances. There, there's a big difference there. Passive aggressive and being assertive are completely different things. 
Greg, um, Greg makes a comment. To be fair, they never showed us if Beth skipped out on Sean and Rachel. They also, uh, who was the one that skipped out on Puck's wedding? Do you remember that? That was like the there was a couple. Deal. A- Emily, Emily doesn't go. Ellen doesn't go. That was there, such there, a big deal. People, yeah, that was a funny one. That was a yeah. pretty funny one. Uh, okay, so moving, um, then moving into moving into Kara's reaction about how it was planned. This was a big point for her as well because she was talking about how the proposal was planned and it seemed like uh, an acting ploy or whatever the hell was going on. And Jordan's line was fantastic that he responded back to, which was just that, yeah, it was planned. Obviously, I planned an engagement. That's how, oh, yeah, that's how these things go. Proposal is planned. Like, it was just so stupid. <laughs> and then we get... Then we get a fucked up line from Polly, which was from one cheater to another. So weird. Oh what are you my doing? god. This line was so there was so much it animosity. Was it was cringe. Ugh, I, I don't know. I don't know what was going on from both of them throughout the night, but that was the worst line, I think, of the whole evening because Polly prefaced it with you know i don't want to be whatever or he he says it at the end he's like i'm not trying to take a dig at anyone and jordan responded back well that was clearly you know a dig at tori and tori paid no mind to it she was just like mm, with a face yeah, she walked right by it um yeah. but hey listen you guys have already heard my thoughts on paulie at this reunion i thought he was throwing heat and i was thoroughly entertained by his insanity but this was a bad line yeah. you know listen you if you're throwing 99 mile an hour fastballs and you're just blowing them by people every once in a while someone's going to time it out and they're going to they're going to knock it the other way and uh, in this case this was a bad miss for paul he missed his mark on this one but uh, he missed a lot of other marks tonight no all his other craziness was was spot on and he might have been funny tonight but he missed his mark a lot in her cast video dh on final reckoning Mm. Oh, I, that feels like a casting ploy to me. Yeah, I mean that was they definitely hammed that angle up. Um, speaking about that, let me let me use that as a quick jumping-off point. One of my biggest pet peeves about challenge communities, challenge fans, challenge talk, whoever. It feels like every single day I'm seeing a new post that's like, "Oh, so and so should be paired up in the next Rivals season." We Why do we want rival this. season? Can yeah. we all agree not to beg for another rival yeah. season? We're, we're going to talk about this. There, there's two uh. main points here. First point is that we haven't just had three rival seasons. We've had like five because Vendetta's and Final yeah, Reckoning Final are both Reckoning. rivals based. Uh, point number two, there's never going to be another rival season. You guys are seeing the pattern. They don't do... They're not repeating formats anymore. They come up with new, like that's their whole thing right now. We're not going to get Rivals 4. We're not going to get X's 3. We're going to get some new title. I think we get an X's. Tweet. I think it's not, it's not going to, it's not going to be like that though. They're coming up with new, they're branding yeah, yeah, yeah. it differently now. So we're not going to get these traditional throwback seasons. And also Rivals will never be good again. Rivals 1 was so great in my opinion, because of the genuine bad blood between most of the pairings, because it spanned a longer history of the show. It really had mm. built up. You had genuine bad blood between some of those pairings. It was really, it made for really great television. Rivals 2 was so great because the cast 
people look at that as as you know something that that holds up why this is such a great athletic game because the the chaos on rivals 2 really brought it in in that regard so those are two great seasons you're never going to get that again and, and even in rivals 2 like those rivalries were a stretch they had to find a way to pair well, up you at, know, frank and johnny together and stuff like that i mean look at the rivalries that we now got in final reckoning and stuff we we discussed yeah, this during horrible. our recaps they were horrible, horrible. this was just, i mean it was a joke it was an absolute joke so, so never yeah we're, we're not going for that anymore stop saying oh i won you know what happens if zach and ninja get paired up for rivals you're not going to have a rival season because there's only like two rivalries <laughs> or else or else it's just going to be like uh ashley and jordan are paired up because ashley told turbo what was going on wait greg's comment is so funny so much hopes for road rules all-stars too hey i would stand that uh, i would as get, well get my favorite get my favorite road rulers out, out there i'd love for them to bring back road rules that's a show that was fun yeah of course that Hell is yeah. a show that was fun bring back wait, road so- rules with with Susie as as like the host of it she, she's like the mentor guiding them along i saw no, that face shawnee i don't want Susie to be the host of it yeah, like all Sue's take- out there Put, but I'll take Tori before I want Susie as host. Tori would be a Hall? great host. Yeah, no, why she, not? She wouldn't, she wouldn't be a good host. Why not? Queen, She'd be a great host. She, my queen is great at a lot of stuff, but but she she's hello, not Hello, public, public speaking was a part of the requirement for being a, a beauty pageant person. <laughs> a beauty beauty pageant human now susie susie uh, would be the host wait you know that right you know that viral video oh this is we have to interject with this there's a viral video that went viral years ago it was one of the first viral videos really of that girl in the beauty pageant who was talking about uh she's like iraq and iran and da-da-da. oh yeah it's the funniest the funniest video so she ended up going on the amazing race with her boyfriend and I just posted another viral video to Saniac's group of that guy singing at the gas station. And then I'm just watching Survivor. And it's like, I, uh, I'm a YouTuber and I'm famous for uh, singing at a gas station with my wife. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I just watched this video. So all these people are now appearing here and there. Mark Long to host. That wouldn't be a bad Yeah, be, I mean, he hosted Battle of the Seasons. Him and Eric did a great job as hosts. Oh, One yeah. Of the best seasons ever. That was a good season. Okay, so Laurel and Ninja's Limb, we do get to discuss a bit of this uh, at the reunion. And Kara commenting on the situation, she goes, you got to be classy and win or defeat, which was, I thought, ridiculous because Kara's loss when she lost the final right now was spent with her crying in a corner as opposed to even congratulating them. She didn't even have to give them hugs, but she didn't handshake anybody. She didn't say good game. She didn't congratulate them. I mean, it might have happened later, but. total lack of self-awareness to make that comment towards someone i yeah. couldn't believe it i i that's that's one that i tweeted out got a lot of traction a lot of likes a lot of likes the commenters are spot on they know what video i'm talking about irving goes and the africa and the such <laughs> that was the funniest <laughs> fucking video you got if you haven't seen that video you have to watch it yvette says um, it's miss teen south carolina yeah it's a classic so then uh, we move into Laurel versus Kara. Now this blew up. This blew up. This is where we get Kara throwing the shade at Laurel about being a lesbian. And that was weird. Laurel basically talking about how it was exhausting to be her friend, which, you know what? I feel like I really understand where Laurel is coming from. Laurel is was friends with Kara during an intense time. Kara was like that friend that was just stuck with that guy that would never go and would just call you when there was problems nonstop. And then 
you guys would come with some solution and then they wouldn't follow through on it. Yeah, and it nothing just happens. Cycle. Yep. Yeah. She just puts up with the same deal. Um, which, you know, I, I, I assume it would make sense that she was talking about Abe, uh, Abe and Carr's relationship. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And I did not like the way that Laurel and Carl left it. They kind of left the open door there. I really wish Laurel would have stepped up and, and, and through, you know, through some, some uh, haymakers at yeah. Cara. I mean, but, they, they left yeah. it open, but you could tell, you know, you could tell that that was just like not going to happen. Earlene didn't watch it. She wants a, a more thorough recap of what happened. And basically it was, it moved from the Laurel and Ninja elimination to really talking about Laurel and Cara and their relationship and how now they're not friends anymore and how uh, Laurel was saying that it was just so exhausting being her friend. She could never do anything to help her and she felt like she was only ever there to help and it was just too tiring. And then Cara felt like Laurel was constantly condescending her and uh, degrading her and speaking down to her and belittling her and all of those other things that Cara likes to bring up a lot. And, you know, I can see where Cara is coming from to a certain extent because Laurel has that sort of tone. But I also think Laurel does that because Cara puts herself in that. It's easy to be condescending to someone who's already condescending to themselves. And I feel like Cara does that a lot to herself. She's like, she responds as if she's already being spoken down to, as opposed to just responding. So she's always putting herself back in that role. So it's just easy to constantly make it seem that way. And I think Laurel needs stronger minded individuals as friends because she's somebody who can get into that that rut pretty quickly with somebody if they're gonna play that role she's easily gonna play that role and fall into that as well and laurel needs someone who's just gonna be like fuck off like just shut up right someone who's gonna be at her level and is gonna speak to her on yep. her level so just as Kara is saying that laurel is belittling to her Kara needs to speak to her like she's up here Kara is speaking to her like she's down here she's almost doing it to herself laurel let some stuff in that exchange slide um it's unfortunate. I would have loved to have seen her clap Cara, but we just didn't get it. So whatever. But then yeah. they start focusing on the Ninja and Laurel elimination. Got a lot of things that I'm sure we both want to say about this portion of the reunion. You can start. I mean, Laurel and Ninja Lim, obviously they talked about the celebration and the fact that Laurel was going crazy at the end, which I get, you know, and Laurel's response was fantastic, which was, that she thought she won. And after seeing Ninja gloat so much going into the elimination before she had even done anything, you know, Laurel was excited. And I like what Laurel said and how she owned up for the fact that it wasn't a great move on her part. It didn't look amazing of her to do that. But at the end of the day, that's how she felt in the moment. She doesn't regret it. And, and that's part of life. You know, you keep moving forward. And that's a great mentality to have, especially for somebody who's going to be on shows like this where mistakes are bound to happen and they're going to be aired for the public and for everybody to see. And so I thought that that was a, a good way to wrap up her thoughts on the topic. And she also gave us like a little miniature suck it in the reunion. Oh, yeah. That was great. Um, I, man, I, I just, I can't disagree more with, with the people who, when, when Laura said, when, when Laurel said, you know, Ninja, Ninja, you were out there saying that you were going to do backflips up the rail, and and I, I, I beat you. They 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 blew you know they blew the whistle on it. And then for Kara and Cam to come in and be like, 
you know, it's, it's way worse to be a sore loser than to, you know, there's nothing wrong with someone being excited beforehand. And it's like, you just see, they don't get it. They don't get that the, the way that Ninja came off in that moment as this pompous, Whoa. arrogant person. And the natural instinct in competition is to tear, want to tear down the person that- But I, think, I don't think two wrongs make a right. I think that they were both fucked up for what they did. I don't think that it was, that I, do you know what I mean? I don't feel like it was like Laurel was super right just because Ninja was wrong. I feel like they were both a little bit wrong, but they also also like wasn't that big of a deal if you think about what actually went I, down. I don't even look at it as as right and wrong. I just look at it like Ninja did her her stupid Ninja stuff, and that prompted like that gave Laurel the bulletin board material, and that prompted mm. like her fire yeah. and the way that she reacted. Yeah, and I agree with that. They're looking, and and you know, Cam and Kara and their whole whack ass alliance are looking at it as if it's as if it's a right or a wrong. And I don't think it is. I think you have to look at it and say, well, Ninja acted, you know, she was talking shit with while also trying to be, you know, innocent, humble ninja. And she kind of got what she deserved until she didn't. Until she got lucky. Ninja's really sensitive. Mistake. She's really sensitive. We oh, saw yeah. that at the reunion for sure. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know that she's cut out as much for the challenge as she thinks she is, especially when it comes to the strength that you need mentally, because she can handle a lot of the basic parts of the game. And it looks like it's weighing on her. I'm not sure if that's going to go away with experience or not, but she's just so used to a lovey-dovey game like Ninja Warrior. It's a big adjustment. It is not the same, even the oh, slightest. Yes. This was the other. Uh, I, I, this is the other tweet that I made today that people reacted to a lot. Um, one of the funniest moments of the entire reunion for me. You're you're not going to like this, but for me, it was hilarious when Ninja. What? is talking to Jordan and she's trying to like convey how much Jordan hurt her and essentially paint Jordan as a bully. That's what she was trying to do. The hate. Um, and she starts talking about her Ninja Warrior shit and talking about like her community and the people that she competes with and what it's like in their sport. And Jordan just goes, American Ninja Warrior is not a sport. And she starts crying. I... <laughs> I that's what I mean by that she's so sensitive because you he can see that right her, there. He ripped her her soul out with okay, just, but, just a counter. But that lasted about five seconds because right after that, Tori goes, yeah, Tori, you can't Tori say had that. To jump in. Tori, dude, too, you can't say that. You can't the, say that. Tori had to control it. Tori yeah. knew that people were gonna take this into this whole bullying thing. And she had to just jump in and be like, Well, you think the the challenges of sport and all that, which real really the only people that are promoting the challenges of sport are, are Derek and Scott, in, in in my opinion. Like as, as and, and that's that's tongue in cheek. That, no, like saying that the challenge so, is a sport. So is, many people promote the challenges. The fifth but it's sport. it's tongue in cheek. It's it's tongue in cheek. In what, Ninja, like really what, looks what, at it. Like, in what way? I, like because because you know that it's a show that is as much as it's about you know the occasional pole wrestle. It's also about getting fucked up and partying. That's the fabric yeah yeah, yeah. The DNA of the challenge so so people they're tongue-in-cheek about it ninja looks at it like i am a professional athlete i do ninja warrior i come from a sport and jordan just goes guess what 
Ninja Warrior is not a sport, and she couldn't handle it. She could not. Yeah, handle but it. I don't know if that's exactly what made her cry, or if that's what triggered her tears, because she just felt like she was holding in all this stuff, and then it came out then. Because then, on top of that, she even started crying more when Tori was saying, "You know, you can't say that, Jordan. That that doesn't count." She was she was defending the whole idea, and and Ninja starts crying more. Like it felt like there was emotion in there. Anyways, th- this goes back and forth between Jordan and Ninja. We can talk about this now. How then they are able to sort of discuss the difference between the game and the comments that Jordan makes as game moves and as game discussions and maybe game quote unquote hate versus real life stuff. And I think that's really important. And the fact that they were able to convey that and get that across to Ninja, I thought was powerful because they can't seem to ever get that across to Kara. So for Ninja to at least be able to understand it, to be able to hug Jordan after it, that was a pretty big deal to me. And, you know, that that shows that they can work some stuff out there. Well, it was and, Jordan. And on top Jordan of that, initiated that, which was great. Jordan was like, come here, let's 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 well, hug it out. Well, he did because, because yeah. Jordan's not an evil guy and he could see that for Ninja that was really upsetting. And, and he wanted her to understand that this isn't like, he's not trying to make someone feel like shit. He just wants his team to work out. And if you don't want to work out and you're on his team, then tell him to fuck off kind of a thing. And, yeah. you know, there's a that's, lot of people who are like is. that. There's a lot of people who that's what it is. are like that. And I thought that that was a great way to handle it. And then on top of that, you had D coming in. Yes, this was the most sensical, this was the most sensical part. I really appreciated D here. And this was great. And for Erlene, basically, this was a whole segment on everybody's hatred of Jordan and how he annoyed people in the house. And so the entire discussion was surrounded around how Jordan articulates himself in a way that is not well received. And Dee stuck up for Jordan during this part when Ninja was talking about how he uh, puts people down, he speaks down to his team, blah, blah, blah. And Dee just said, you know, absolutely not. You know, Jordan does not do that. He never made me feel that way. And the response was hilarious from Cam because she said, well, now he's on your team. So he had to do that. And I was thinking he was on your team too. He was on, you know, he, for the majority of the season, he was on your guys' team and you guys are saying he's doing that. So I do think it's just a huge misunderstanding when it comes to Jordan's personality. Like he is just one of those people. There's so many different types of people out there. There are, there are people who look at things very differently. And Jordan is just a no bullshit. He doesn't like to waste his time. He doesn't have to mince his words and step on eggshells and whatever else is going on, you know, around sensitive people. And so for him, it's just, this is what I'm saying. If you don't want to hear it, that's fine. You don't have to. Jordan's stance that he took this season in, I'm here to win the money. We are a team. I'm holding everyone to the same standard. Mm. Um, And I'm, you know, I'm going to be myself about it. I'm going to be a dick. I'm going to be a competitor. Um, I, I back that philosophy completely. I totally understand it. I understand the logic that he's using. I, I understand everything about it and it's entertaining and it's, it's rational. It's all of those things. If mm. anyone took that stance, it doesn't matter who it is. I would back them. If Kara did that, if that if that was Kara's entire game, I think that should I be most people's that. game. It should be. I I I, I would support that. Um, but Jordan was on, and this was another great part of this portion of the reunion. Jordan w- was on Team Layup. He called them Team Layup, and he was dealing with people who 
could not see that. All they can see is like someone being mean to them and discrediting them. Not that he's trying to push everyone Mm. to the point where they can be successful together. Um, It it was... Did you know that Tori's birthday is tomorrow? But we actually didn't even do the most important birthday shout out of this entire episode, you guys. All of you guys are peanuts compared to who I'm about to shout out because it is Zach Calhoun's belated birthday. Yes. Everybody, please. He just turned 85. It was a huge mm-hmm. deal. Finally got him into the senior home that we've been looking into. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just that's such an at. exciting time, you guys. Yeah, that's this- why you can tell. New background. That's the senior home there. So <laughs> everybody wish Zach a huge happy birthday. I can't believe I didn't leave with that. It's wow. all right. I appreciate that. I, I, I love the way that you're hyping me here. It's, this is a great week for birthdays. You had me, uh, Robert. So I'm on the 17th. Robert's birthday was yesterday on the Ooh. 18th. And Michael's birthday is today on the 19th. Michael, AKA Santa. How do you, how do you say Michael's last name? Is it, is it Macias? Is it Macias? Macias? No, but whenever I see it, I just think of Michael Malice. I think Macias, Michael Macias, a.k.a. Macias. Santa. And Macias. then, as Greg points out, my girl, Tori Hall, a.k.a. Tori Fiorenza, is December 20th. We're all Sagittarius <laughs> together. <laughs> Wait, Erlene, that's so funny. I was actually trying to find the Baboon song on my phone the other day so I could play it. I was going to post it, but then I just realized that I was not going to do that. But I could play it right now. If I no, can find it somewhere. We don't, we, we don't need that, guys. Um, uh, don't get me a Cara Maria cameo, for the love <laughs> of God. I'm pinning that. Everybody, please. No. Everybody, please. Get him a Cara cameo. A for cameo. the love of God, get him a cameo. That is That's the funniest bad. thing. Send I received a, a say it's Zach Calhoun's birthday, our friend. Uh, he loves you so much. He's your number one fan, and he would just mm-mm. love a cameo from you. Anything no. you say would mean the world to him. He's absolutely the biggest fan of your gameplay and your strategic moves on the challenge. Oh my Ew, god, stop, it. stop doing no. Oh, I can't no. even. It would be so exciting. It would be so exciting. I notably received a cameo from Shady Shane last year. Some of you may remember. We might have to repost that. That was an all-timer. Oh yeah, um, shit, that was last year for your birthday. We don't need we don't need car. I don't I don't need a car cameo. What you had, a Bria cameo? Berlin got a Bria cameo. Nice, that's job, incredible. Berlin. See, that's Bria's incredible. cool. Okay. Let's go back into this bad boy. We're going to rewind into the reunion. We're going back into uh, the Dean Rogan segment. So this is where we get a deleted scene. We just have to touch on this. Nothing too crazy, but Polly does chime in with quite a bit during this moment. And this was insane. This whole deleted scene, it was a conversation between Rogan and Polly, shit-talking D, saying all of these insane things. And Polly was really the worst one in the conversation because he made the line about keeping... D in Rogan's pocket and fucking D in order yeah. to maintain the numbers. He's like, well, you got to do it, man. We got, we need the numbers. Gotta keep sticking it to her. You got to keep fucking her. We need the numbers. Oh I mean, it was just brutal. I could not believe this video was aired. This was a raw piece of footage. Yeah, right here. that was raw footage. That I mean, was this was juicy raw. scoop. This was crazy. Oh my God. This was crazy. And Rogan and Dia both said that they speak every day. So they are on friendly terms, but I can assume that when this was airing, it was pretty hurtful, especially since Dia is close to Polly. And then Bear tries to come and give Dia a hug when she's upset and she's just like, fuck off, Bear. And it was so that funny. That was great. And then you get 
Kara defending Polly again. And this was insane. And then Polly trying to say that he was looking out for Dee's feelings because he didn't want Rogan to just like leave her. Was that his point? I can't remember what his point that he was trying to make it was. was but it, something, it was almost confusing to understand, but it was something along those lines. It was a nuts. I could Give not Cara, believe what I was watching. She won a gold medal in the mental mm. gymnastics here. Um, this, this was crazy. Yeah. It was just so brutal to, could you imagine watching two of your close guy friends talking about you in such a horrible way? I mean, it was crazy. And, you know, I guess they have to have a really thick skin for doing these shows and, you know, and having this kind of stuff come up, but that's still pretty rough to see. And Rogan, he was talking about how it's lads talk and blah, blah, blah. But I just want to say to all the lads that lads talk is so stupid. It's just stupid. You um, imagine being D and seeing that and then still supposedly hooking up with Rogan on season 35. She hooks up with those Rogan. are the rumors. She, she does? The, I, not, those are the rumors. <laughs> they, they might be hooking up again. Oh so. my God. D, classic. D can't get, D can't get away from, from Rogan. She loves her some Rogan. Loves she's, her some Rogan. She's really hot. It's a bit worth it. Okay, so then we go into the season's biggest fights. This was a little segment. Uh, we talk about the Theo kissing fight, and Theo rates Polly as a kisser, and he says, I see why Cara won't let him go. Hilarious moment from Theo. I wish we had more of him. Uh, we have Cara and Nani again. I mean, this was just like madness. They like to fight all the time now, apparently. And, uh, and Nani drops a line that was pretty crazy because Kara is accusing Nani of wanting to go up with Polly. Wow. And so Kara says, I know the things you've said to Nani about what she said to Polly. And then Nani responds, do you know the things Polly has said about you? And this was such a burn because it looked very authentic. What Nani was saying look oh, yes. looks authentic. I mean, I am just so curious as to know what it is he's saying. It just seems so strange to me that Polly can get along with so many people so well. And yet it's like Kara's getting into a fight with all of these people that she was never in fights with before, but that she's fighting with now because she wants to fight with them on behalf of Polly, but yet Polly's not fighting for them. It's just if not fighting with them. It's just a really weird dynamic. And Polly seems to always go and do exactly the opposite thing that Kara is doing. So he apparently is talking to Nani on FaceTimes and they're super cool. I mean, he talks, he was hanging out with Kayla in Vegas. He does all this shit. He posted a gratitude post about this season, the challenge and didn't have one photo of Kara, which <laughs> like, I don't care about. I don't think it's that big of a deal, but the stands were harping. Kara's uh, bet or Nani's best line in this whole exchange. It, it wasn't even that saying, you know, do you know what Paul says about you? It was when Kara goes, I know that you've been FaceTimed with Polly, and Nani goes, so? So what if I did, bitch? <laughs> Wait, what was that? Repeat that. She's, uh, it was, I think it was, it happened when Cara goes, uh, I, I know you've been FaceTimed with Polly, and then Nani goes, so? So what if I did, bitch? <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. So I want to know what their FaceTimes are like. I'd love to see a glimpse of that. If we uh, get a it's screen just got to be Polly complaining the whole time, like, oh my God. Nani, I was doing an interview with the Saniac podcast and Cara was just yelling in my ear <laughs> the whole time about not feeding anything to the fans. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Yep. Um, okay, so then we have the Jordan and Turbo fight. Obviously, this was a big fight this season. Turbo being eliminated. 
I mean, it was a huge deal. It was a huge deal. He didn't even really fight with anyone apart from production. He was so scared that he had to go home. And Justina calls Jordan a pussy chicken, which was hilarious. She obviously had to throw that in there. Jordan apologizes to Turbo. And this is another time that we see Cara getting called out for flat out lying about how Jordan wanted Turbo to go home and that that was his mm-hmm. end game and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, maybe Jordan had that in the back of his mind that he could possibly get a strong competitor out. But then we hear from Tori that Jordan was refusing to go to production about being concerned with Turbo. And so Tori had to go to production for him, which was great. You know, it's just right again. Once again, we get another lie from Carr right there in the moment being called out. And it also was a bit shocking to me that, well, it wasn't shocking to me, but it shows me the type of system in place for when production steps in for these kind of fights. And it seems like you have to go and advocate for the fact that you want so-and-so out of the house because you feel like you're physically threatened as opposed to production simply pulling those people out. So I wonder how often it is that it's, somebody requesting that that person go home and somebody saying that they don't feel safe or if it's just production pulling them out it's interesting that yeah and also it's another example of you get the narratives from different people and in this hearing jordan and tori talk about it and hearing car and paulie talk about it it seems pretty clear to me who's full of shit Mm. in in the way that they're recounting this by the way, I do want to correct myself. The Nani line, because I found the the GIF that, that Gigi posted of it. Uh, the GIF. It, 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 yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm just going by what I was told it was. Okay, I'm going by what it, what <laughs> do it started call, as. Do you call it a meme? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't call it a meme. Um, but so Nani goes, and? And, bitch? Which is actually <laughs> even funnier when you think about it. Oh, you got to rewatch that. That's, I that's need to rewatch that in, scene. It's great in the moment. But, I need to rewatch yeah, that. So here, we also yeah. have a line from Leroy. Did you hear what Leroy said? Where he's like, "You're all acting like Turbo isn't crazy." I thought that was a great way to put it. That was, yep. Because it's true. I mean, the, we spoke about this before. Turbo's insane. The fact that he flipped off the handle or flew off the handle, whatever that saying is, because of what Jordan said, because of a McGregor walk. This, you know, you can't copy my walk impersonation. That is an issue. And Jordan also summed it up really nicely in the fact that him and Polly go at it all the time and they've never thrown fists or had to get physical or had one sent sent home because of a threatening presence. So that already is telling, you know, it's, it can't be, you can't possibly put this on Jordan for provoking him. And then Nani also obviously chimes in about how Turbo was clearly being manipulated and that, yeah, he's a hothead, but this was manipulation. Um, so then we get the hookups. Everybody knows Leroy and Cam, Camroy, they were hooking up and it's sort of confirmed that they were going to hook up later that night after the reunion. I wonder if Cam's going to update us on her YouTube now that the reunion is over. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. We'll get an actual update on whether or not she's still with Leroy or with somebody else. Cause it seemed like she was dating someone else. I couldn't tell from what she was saying. Yeah. I don't think she's with Leroy. And then we get Bear and hooking up with everybody else. And he, he's, um, apparently, he's apparently just tried it on with everyone. And Kaylee makes the funniest line. If you're around him and you're drunk, the easy option is Bear. And Bear's like, <laughs> I'm not easy. I'm not easy. And obviously, Kaylee's like, you're the easiest. And uh, Bear saying that he had a girlfriend for a month around the reunion means that he then would have broken up with his girlfriend and then gotten with Kayla on War of the Worlds too, right? Yes, that's how that would have like great. gone down. That's great. 
pretty ridiculous. So then Nicole uh, and Bear sort of discuss the fact that they grew up together and that Nicole doesn't like Bear for Kate, for Georgia, obviously at all, because Nicole's best friend with Georgia and that's just a bad person to be with. And then we talk about Kaylee and Georgia and their fight. Apparently, Josh and Kaylee kiss. That also came into play. But what was most interesting to me was the fact that Kaylee sent a long message of support to Georgia when she was going through a really hard time. And I wonder if this was about the blackface stuff. And, you know, that's a really... I don't think it had happened I feel like when they filmed. I I'm think not it sure. said... I think it Might did. Be. I think it was like right around that time. All right. I'm struggling with my time. I'm not 100% sure, but it, it was pretty amazing to see that there is still that camaraderie or at least the sense of support and this sort of support system because... I mean, these people go through things that nobody else is going to be able to know that, you know, you can never, as much as I would like to sit here and say like, this is how it's going to be. This is what it's like. I can, you know, I can see through productions lines and all the other bullshit that I like to spew all the time. There's only so much that that can allow you to understand exactly what's going on in that house. And unless you are in there, unless you are experiencing this and experiencing the hate that comes out online that all these people have to go through, it's such a similar experience, then I think it's hard to be able to relate. So for Kaylee to be able to reach out to Georgia, send that support, and for them to at least come to terms that maybe they're not besties, but they're going to be there for each other, that was nice. I thought that was great. My favorite part of the entire exchange with Bear and Georgia and Josh and Kaylee was Bear asking if Josh and Georgia had had sex, um, and the answer was no. And Bear's just kind of smirking because that was a great move by Bear because Bear knew the answer. Bear, Bear knows that even yeah, but what did Georgia say? I did not like Georgia's line here. What did she just threw Josh under the bus for no oh, reason? Oh yeah, but it call was him hilarious. out whiskey whiskey dick. And she goes, we almost did, but then Josh was too drunk, and I yeah. was like, Georgia, like come on. <laughs> and and I think that. Bear, I think Bear already knew all this, so he set it up. You know, of course he's, he's, he did. He, yeah, he brought about the situation to, to Bear, say that. Bear is the ultimate shitster. So then we move mm-hmm. into Kara's cult. Uh, this is where Kara talks about how they were a family and blah, blah, blah. But oh then, my God, and then everyone's like, that's what cults are. That's what they call themselves. Every person in the audience was like, yeah, that's what every single cult leader has said. But Leroy in the back was like, we drank the Kool-Aid. It was so funny. Oh and God. Bananas makes a good point here about how sometimes him being in the house is detrimental to Leroy's games. The fact that he was able to leave and have Leroy play his own game was likely beneficial for him. I wonder what Bananas really thinks about Leroy's gameplay and if he gave him any pointers yeah. after the fact i feel like yeah he's, he's not gonna bash leroy for it but not publicly at least yeah um and yeah i mean that's pretty much that's pretty much all that was there oh we do get a little bit of tea apparently ashley was talking shit on Kara all day even though she joined her but she would come back to the rooms and just talk about Kara and how her performances were shit and things like that and ct throws in a joke that was really bad about knowing that kyle was getting thrown in yeah, i mean I was it was gonna, just like yeah. CT made one line. It was just bad. It was bad. We also had the exchange where Jordan, you know, or, or Cam and Carr were like, yeah, Jordan, you, you called us team layup the whole time. And Jordan was like, well, you guys lost. Did you not? You, you mm. were the layup. So I thought you were. And then they tried to come at Tori and everyone's trying to like applaud Cam for, for saying, well, Tori lost too. So that makes her layup. But really, no, that's not Cam 
that's not a creative response by Cam. That's Cam's lack of second level thinking, which she apparently has in common with most of Challenge fans. Because as Jordan pointed out, it was like, no, Tori rocked this season. She had to go in and win multiple eliminations and, and made it to the end. Like she proved that she wasn't a layup. The layups were the people coasting by, making it to the end and then not doing shit. Those were the layups. A layup is someone who doesn't see an elimination, right? Because you save them for the end because you can beat them and because they can't win an elim. But I will say that I don't think Ashley and Cam are layups even in the slightest. And I don't think that Jordan thinks so either. I I think that he was talking about Ninja and Kara. I I think he kind of looks at them as layups in in the sense where he doesn't think any of them are going to beat him. Yeah, maybe in that sense, but I but he's given credit to Cam and yes. stuff before. I I know that he's seen, I know that he's seen the fact that she's actually a good competitor and he's respected that. But Ninja uh, and Car for sure. Listen, yeah. Cam is getting to the point where next time she plays the show, like next time she's on the show, she's gonna have to like do something. She's gonna have to go into elimination and do some work because she's getting to Car levels with this. She won. No, she is not. She won eliminations on Vendetta's. She's been on a fraction of the amount of seasons. Look, yeah, nobody nobody can achieve those levels. But Cam is getting to the point where she hasn't proved it in a while. And she's going to have to prove it, at least in my book. Yeah, I also like, I want to see Cam in a good elimination. I would like to actually watch that. Yeah. I think it'd be good. Um, okay, so that's pretty much the entire reunion, guys. I S35 is probably going to be out in a bit. Um, I mean, I think that's all my thoughts on this season. I do want to talk a bit about Survivor before we wrap up. Zach, are you good on this season? I'm good on this season. We've been talking about it since September when the ship premiered. <laughs> we have we been. December. Um, <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for sticking with us. Thank you. Thank you for all of our regular live viewers. I love you all. Honestly, it's been um, it's been a pretty good season. I would say it's a much live, more lively Saniac podcast season than the past. Yeah, I enjoyed it more than More of the Worlds won. I obviously enjoyed it more than Final Reckoning. Uh, it was a good season. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely, definitely the better season of all of those. Uh, so Survivor... Guys, we're going to get into Survivor 40. I want to forewarn everybody and give the Saniac audience a chance to sort of catch up and get into this with us. So if you guys would like access to my CBS All Access account, if you're a regular listener, you cannot be somebody who only comes in here once every whatever the Mm. fuck. But if you're somebody who I see in the comment section every single week with us, I will absolutely give you guys my login. I want you to get involved with this. Uh, hopefully CBS isn't watching an hour and 45 minutes of this recap to find this right now. But <laughs> I, I just think it would be fantastic. We'd all get into the survivor spirit together. It's such a dynamic game. It's so easy to watch. And the ep- the seasons are 15 episodes. It's like the easiest binge of my life. I swear to God, I have been addicted. It's truly a problem. Any second I have free time, I'm just like, survivor. Yep, I just keep it nonstop streaming through the seasons i don't even finish all the seasons i just watch it Which until my favorite hilarious. person yeah. <laughs> i watch yeah. until my favorite person leaves and i'm like fuck and then i just bounce or if i catch a spoiler of a season and i find out someone i hate one then i'm out of there <laughs> i'm done so now i have to go finish like all the second halves of some of these seasons but come tune in with us when survivor season 40 starts it's going to be the all winter season so you know it's going to be in insane i mean the this challenge is-, is on notice we yeah. are getting the super bowl of reality television competitions we've been looking forward to this for months i've been looking forward to this since may 
of this year when this news really started breaking and mm. it, it has all built up to this i knew i anticipated all through season 39 i was like once we get to the reunion we're getting some winners at war footage and oh man last night was a survivor reunion and they did not disappoint they got through all the business from from this crazy season of survivor that just happened and then they said hey Here's what we're doing for season 40. And they played the trailer and it blew my fucking mind, you guys. I right? Saw everything I needed to see. I saw all the people I needed to see. I saw the presentation. The biggest grand prize in reality show. Wait, how much is history. the how much is the how much of the prize? Two million dollars to the winner. Same. Two in million dollars. Insane. So if Sandra wins, she'll have won $4 million. Four million. From yes. Survivor. It, this is, this is good. They brought back, look, oh my you God, can't say, that. you can't say that they brought back the best of the best because some of the best winners aren't there, whether that's by circumstance or whether that's by casting preference, whatever. But most of them are like the legends are there. Mm. This is insane. And as fans of reality competition shows, we all need, we all should be rooting for this to be an unmitigated success because it puts everyone else on notice. It, it will show the challenge, the shit that they need to be doing to bump their ratings. It will show big brother, you know, what they can do with a bigger prize. This is major. Well, big brother needs to just raise to a million for fuck's sake. It's ridiculous that they Michelle, I I know that I've been preaching that I want to go on to Big Brother, but Survivor looks very appealing. But I have to do Big Brother first because you can't do Survivor first, then Big Brother, because then you're way too big of a target in Big Brother. But surprisingly, these like huge guys come into Survivor and they survive a while, like the NBA players, the the pro athletes, all those like fame, the famous old child stars, whatever. They make it pretty far. It's not. It's not an instant punishment. Returning players make it really far a lot of the time too. Yeah, um, that's true. That's true. Returning players. But it's like, it's it's almost as if there's so much respect for the game of Survivor that there's little pity that goes into the entire thing. And yeah. it's not about who needs it that is staying around. It's about who is playing the best game. And I think that's pretty fucking cool. I think that's a really cool feature of Survivor that you don't see in most of their games. This is the ultimate dream scenario it's it's the dream match for everyone of why we watch these shows for people that have watched survivor it has always been we need a winter season we need a winter season harvity was on record for years she said i'm not playing again unless it's an all winter season and boom all the people that said i would play an all winter season it comes around and they show up and here they are because they want to prove that they're the best of the best this is going to be so fantastic. And for us, this is all we want. Like, this is everything you can want to see. If you guys have not yeah. watched the trailer yet for Winners at War, watch that shit. We are going all in on this. February 12th, two-hour premiere. Let's go. It's going to be phenomenal. Oh, February 12th. You know, I might be away February that day. February 12th. I might be away that day. It's all right. We're going we're gonna to figure out our schedule. We're we are going to figure do out it. our schedule for it. We're going to do it from the distance. That's yeah. fine. I'm gonna make it. Happen. I hope. Make it I happen. hope that. Um. I hope Absolutely. that Survivor Season 40 does not overlap with Challenge 35. That's that's what I want. I want Survivor Season 40 the to run until like May, 
we'll then, still yeah. do the challenge stuff but in terms okay, of, of just we're, in terms of just general content like the emphasis and the priority is gonna be on survivor because it's such a better show and because we're, it's gonna be such a better season we're gonna do our recaps for for everything we're gonna keep up with both but i just think challenge 35 is gonna get squashed like this is a it's a once in a, this is a once in a lifetime deal mm. and it'll be interesting to see how it affects the ratings of the other shows going on around that yep i'm ready gonna for crush it. them all are you going to podcast for Survivor? Yes, Michelle. So we're going to be doing live recaps for Survivor just like we do for the challenge. So we'll figure out our schedule once season 35 and season 40 release their airing dates. And we'll get all that out to you guys then. I think season 35 might start a little bit before S40, but I'm not too sure about that oh, yet. But man, we'll find out. That would be. We'll find hmm. out. We'll see we'll how see. it goes, guys. Uh, anyways, thank you guys so much. Check us out at saniacpodcast.com. We'll have Hannah's hit list coming out soon. It'll be up tonight and then we'll share it all over socials tomorrow. Uh, that's going to be a great recap of the reunion. Everything, all of Hannah's thoughts on the season will be in there as well. And uh, we might be getting some more pieces from Jason. Jennifer, if you're in here still, send me some submissions. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the end of this season. She is hilarious. If you guys didn't read her, her rundown on Team UK, that really was just, it was just hilarious. You have to read it. So, Check all that out. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're also on Reddit. People don't love us on Reddit. So if you're on Reddit and you love us, please go onto Reddit and show us some love. That would be nice. Uh, I keep getting downvoted. It's fucking annoying. It's like, it'll be like 50% downvoted cast reactions to the final. Like, why are you downvoting the cast reactions it's, to the final? It's weird. Yeah. Who's downvoting the cast reactions? What's the big deal, guys? Uh, Greg's asking, I wonder how big spoiler dump is going to impact S35. That's a big deal. For sure going to make it a lot less enjoyable so. for a lot of people to yeah. watch. Because, I mean, it, I know the winner. I'm not, you know. Yeah, I'm it's like, never been so widespread before. It's, it's going to affect things. MTV is going to gonna lock, like, mark my words, they're going to lock shit down for 36. They're going to do their absolute best to lock it down. I was just thinking that. They're about to come out with a whole slew of new NDAs that's mm-hmm. basically going to cost them an arm and a leg if anybody spills. So, yeah, we'll I, I, think, I think Vevmo, like, might have died this season. Oh, shit, it's gone forever. Yeah, TV's gonna lock them down. <laughs> All right, guys, thank right, you so much. Zach, say goodbye to other fans. Goodbye, and please wish Tori Hall a happy birthday tomorrow.